Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I'm your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I have with me a very, very accomplished storyteller from Chennai, India, uh, Jeeva Raghunath. Jeeva, welcome to the show. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Jeeva, or as she's called, Auntie Jeeva, is a storyteller and an author. She's the founder of Kathai Kalata that runs under the Alamaram. She's the director of the Federation of Asian Storytellers. She's pioneered the storytelling movement in Tamil Nadu. She has represented India at various festivals around the globe. She's been awarded the Best Entrepreneur Award and the Pride of Asia Award for her contributions to storytelling. And she has authored 12 storybooks for children and translated over 65 book, picture books from English to Tamil. So Jeeva, what an amazing journey you seem to have had. But for my viewers and listeners, tell me a little bit about what got you interested in storytelling. Well, uh, us is a joint family. So I grew up listening to stories. Mm -hmm. Stories were a part of my everyday life. Mm -hmm. It was not uh, during bedtime. Mm -hmm. It was more during meal time. Mm -hmm. So my grandmother would take a big cauldron add the rice, the sabar, the curry, mix it all up and have all her grandchildren sitting around and still mm. start telling stories. And we would, you know, like uh, put our hands and she would put it in the palm and we start eating. And we were totally transported into storytelling. And, you know, the, finally the cook had to say, Amma, no more food, stop the story. <laughs> and she would find a way to stop the story. Mm. And she would always say, you know, and the king invited us for the wedding and here is the wedding sari. She was just so, 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 you know, like mm. soiled old sari in tatters. But still, you know, like we believed every word of what she said. Absolutely. So I feel along with food, I also ate stories. Mm. So like every other system in the body, and I think story system also came into me. Correct. And I strongly believe if you're passionate about something, the passion will one day make a call to you. Mm. I think that's it. How wonderful. How wonderful. So, you know, when I was reading about you, you also say you smell, taste, feel, see and hear stories. <laughs> Tell me a little more and give me an example. See, uh, why I say that is because uh, the five senses are aroused when you, when you tell a story or read a story or listen Correct. to a story. Hmm. So, unless you smell, you can't emit the smell to the listener. Hmm. If you can't taste, they can't feel the taste. Hmm. If you can't feel, they can't feel. You know, so and if you can't hear, you can't hear. Hmm. So that's why I feel that the five senses have to come into play. Uh, hmm. A simple example, when I say that, when I talk about a garden, I just don't say, if there was a lovely garden. No, hmm. I talk about the roses. And say, hmm. Oh, hmm. The smell, the fragrance, fill the air. Hmm. And when I do that, people in the audience, you know, if they're going to be kids or anybody, you can see them all sniffing. <laughs> yes. And, you know, children being very spontaneous will sometimes say, I can smell it, auntie. Mm. It's so good. Mm. You can actually actually smell the coom nearby, but then mm. they don't care because that's what they believe that they Correct. can smell. Correct. Correct. So if I want to do a, you know, like a little, uh, you know, oh, oh, I, want, I want them to see the coil there. Or if there's a bee, I want them to see the bee. I want them to follow the bee, you know, like 
how it goes, how it goes, zigzag, zigzag, zigzag. If it's a butterfly, it goes like, so I want them to follow it. I want them to follow it. So unless you do all these things, unless you arouse everything into your storytelling, it's not complete. That's the reason I always say that. Amazing. What a powerful way to tell your story. Thank you. You know, and and I, you know, I'm a published author of eight books. I've just sent my ninth one, and wow. I've, I've actually said exactly what you said when I was growing up. Uh, it was always my grandmother or my mother telling me stories of the Ramayana and the Mahabharata at dinner time. Mm-hmm. So wonderful. So let me ask you another question, Jeeva. Now let's talk about storytelling. What makes a good story? Anything that touches your heart. Mm-hmm. Because stories are from heart to heart. They're not head to head. Mm. They're not your math or the science. Mm. Because stories have souls. That's mm. why they've lived so long. Yesop is more than 2,000 years old, but he, the stories still live on. Mm. Which means they have life. They have soul. So I think that's uh, that's what it is. That's, it'll speak to you. The stories speak to you and say, that, come on. Mm. Come on. Pass it on. Mm. So I think it's that's what, you know, like... That's what stories are. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about stories. Yeah. No, no, you're right. You're so right. That's just the heart. Yeah. You're so right. And what would you say goes into crafting a good story? See, I, I personally, and I can't say for everybody, I personally mm-hmm. feel that each of us have a strength. And I feel if you catch your strength, mm-hmm. capitalize on your strength, and you craft it around, it is easier. Mm-hmm. Because when you have a strength, is when you're at ease, comfortable. Mm. When you're comfortable is when you're most efficient. Mm. If you're efficient, your work will be good. Mm. Simple. Why do I want to try? People always call call me a funny storyteller Mm. or a humor storyteller, children's storyteller, Mm. all of these. But it it calls for something. It it Mm. requires something Mm. to be called so-and-so, so-and-so. Why why don't I do emotional stories? Because I'll get emotional. I'm a very emotional person. so, And that is not really doable for me on stage sitting and crying. So it's not wrong, but I'll stop. I'll choke. For me, fun, is, fun stories are fun. Correct. I like to do that. Mm. And it comes naturally is what people tell me. Mm. It's not that I want to be funny, but I want to have humor. Mm. There's a difference between being funny and being humorous. Correct. And that's what I, uh, it just comes to me naturally. I don't know mm. why. Mm. Probably my mother, my grandmother and mother were like that. So mm. well said. Probably that kind of instilled the humor in me. Mm. And, and as a person, also, I like to be. I like to always look at the fun side of it. Even if somebody's scolding me, I look at them as a cartoon and I say, "Wow, look at this! Mm. Look at the face going this way, that way." <laughs> so on the other, instead of getting anger, I when they when they scold me, I only feel like laughing, which is not mm. the right thing to do. But then mm. it helps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well said. <laughs> Yeah. And can the art of storytelling be taught to people? Or is it something that you are just, you have an innate timing of being able to relate a story? See, uh, the thing is, we are all natural storytellers. Mm. We have it in us. But when we call it professional, people forget the natural elements they have already. Mm. They try to act professional. Mm. I'm saying, no, it's not different. It's the same. Mm. It's the same. Mm. So that's the difference. You know, see, to me, I'm only an, it's only an acquired skill for me. Mm. I've never been trained by anybody. Though I have been polished and mentored by many mm. of the seniors who have given me, not only seniors, juniors, my contemporary young storytellers, all have taught me a lot. Mm. 
Hmm. So it's just end of the day how you shape yourself, how you take opinions, how you are open to suggestions and learning is finally what happens. Hmm. But if you ask me, if can I sit and teach? I'm not very sure. Unless you have the aptitude for it, I think it's difficult. It's like it's true of any uh, art form. Correct. Because I know a lot of uh, parents who say that, oh, you know, I couldn't dance. I want my child to dance, but he doesn't like. Obviously, because he doesn't have it in him hmm. or her. So it's just like that. Hmm. So it's it's hard to say. It's not that you can't be taught. You can be taught, but hmm. the, but when you when you're being taught, what happens is it tends to be a little structured at the beginning hmm. because rule number one, rule number two. So you go by the rule, hmm. but with experience, you learn that I can bend this rule here. Hmm. I can do this here. Do that there. And at one point of time, you will catch what you can and what you have in you. That's right. So it's both ways, I guess. Correct. Yeah. Well said. <laughs> and and how important are anecdotes in storytelling? Storytelling, anyway, have anecdotes, and so doesn't matter. Uh, for instance, when I do the uh, talkative tortoise story, mm-hmm. you know, I talk about how talkative I was when I was a child and how disturbing I was in the class and. You know how my mother was called and you know to, and reported by my teacher saying that she's too talkative. Uh, but the thing is, she does her work, but she does she's very talkative. Mm. And I tell about how my mother told me the story of the talkative tortoise, and she said, "Listen, if you're going to talk too much like the tortoise, you're going to break, you know, crack your back." Mm. So I bring a connection like that into a story. So anecdotes are good in the sense because they are true stories. Mm. So people can relate to true stories. For instance. There are stories where you were a very timid young girl and now you are a professor. So what? What made you do that? How did you transform? Mm. So when they listen to true stories, people say, I'm also very shy. I'm also very inhibited. Maybe I'll also outgrow. Mm. So that way, anecdotes are very useful. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Well said. And, you know, I was talking to some people and they were saying that the art of storytelling to children, that seems to be going through a revival now. Uh, I'd love to get your perspective because for a long time, stories for children seem to have disappeared other than either the old traditional stories from India or the Western stories. No, uh, I I don't want to blame the system or the society. No, no, absolutely. Because, uh, no, uh, the the thing is because there are no grandchildren, grandparents at home now. Yeah, but you can't say that the youngsters don't want grandparents hmm. because grandparents themselves say, "Come on, it's your child and your family. You take care. I'm not. The, I have yes. to take care." So the mindset of grandparents have also changed. So you can't always blame the young couple who say that they want to be on their own. There are grandparents who also say, "Hello, hello. You get used. Get send them to storytelling classes." Hmm. So that's the kind of a thing. So over the years, because of the nuclear families, instead of mm. joint families, mm. have lost this in the bargain. Mm. They've lost it. Uh, but then, uh, so because when I became a storyteller, uh, by the way, this is my 25th year as a storyteller. Mm. Uh, so when I started, people said, oh, storytelling, what is that? Mm. Tell stories. Oh, so big deal. What's so, what's so great about telling a story? I said, okay, come on, you tell a story. Mm. No, it's not like that. There you go. Mm. And I said, see, you're, you're paying me to tell stories when you can tell it at home. See, mm. they don't realize it. Mm. So that's what got lost. And what happened, unfortunately, is that when storytelling became big in the West, mm. the schools, the educational system in Asia 
said it is important and started doing stuff mm. which anyway we had yeah we have been we we have had it all along we were the pre-runners of storytelling we Correct. were the ancient people of storytelling it went mm. from here to east to west mm. but the packaging always helps no nobody wants to buy a bata they would go for a nike mm. same thing mm. it is just the branding yeah brand called you so it's mm. like it's just the branding mm. you see so when it came from there people said oh the importance of storytelling blah 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 and then they started looking at the western tales or the mm. fairy tales goldilocks and red riding hood yeah. as against the panchatantra or the itopadesha or all of those stories plenty of folk tales that we have mm. so yes, that's sir. what happened so that is the reason it kind of dwindled for children mm. but like i said when i started in 25 years ago there was hardly anybody Hmm. now there are innumerable innumerable storytellers which is very good the tribe hmm. has grown um, but of course people like me i'm like i don't know about others i have taken a back seat because it's time that you let the younger generation take over because they are full of ideas they are so yeah. good with the media hmm. there's lot more they can accomplish than you hmm. you have set the uh, you know the motion you have set you have set it that's enough let them do it absolutely you have a wonderful tribe that's taking it forward go yeah. ahead do it yeah yeah you know you yeah. don't want to be always holding the place say they come to you for help and you help them mm. if they want to take it they take it if they want to leave it they leave it because not that you're always right and you're the authority nothing mm. like that mm. the experience has taught me and like see i've i've gone to about 27 countries so what i've learned from countries outside from the people from the storytellers is something i can share mm. which you may not find on a book or on the internet mm. so that's true uh, that's well it so i think uh, that's why uh, people call it as a revival i would say that's wonderful but all over the world the revival has been happening for the last 30 years mm. wonderful yeah. and i'd love to get your perspective on how has this digital revolution you know everything is now on your phone and on television and on yeah. your ipad etc how is the digital revolution supporting or harming storytelling no it's not harming in any way hmm. we still have plays happening as against the serials on the tv hmm. see the only difference i would call it which i generally use is that hmm. when you listen to a storytelling live it is like you know the connection is like the umbilical cord hmm. but digital it is a cable cord hmm. that's the only difference <laughs> one has got yeah. life one is a life giver the other keeps you alive but it is not a life saver it is correct. not an umbilical call that gives you that correct so one that is the thing i would like to tell <laughs> well say one is a soul and the other one doesn't yeah. i completely agree yeah. with you as someone but who also I... we can't deny the growth of technology hmm. you can't say i don't like it hmm. i want to accept it no go with the flow hmm. you don't like it don't do it Mm. so for me during pandemic you know people said oh everybody is going online all that but mm. i want to like i said now i want to smell people i want the mm. reaction from them it's very mm. difficult online and sometimes you are forced to look at yourself you don't have to look at others mm. i'm look at my looking at myself and telling a story i've look at the camera and tell the story mm. i think oh no mm. so that way i have a little old fashioned but because i need that Correct. but can you say no it survive people enjoyed it hmm. if you can do it do it so i'm not against it but definitely there is a difference hmm. the other Looking, thing once yeah. it over children come and hug me there are adults who come and say oh i feel so nice i feel so uh, you know like uh, uh, what can i say healed some of them come and say hmm. la i've never loved jiva so much i feel so healed 
So will that happen on online? I'm not sure. Hmm. I'm not sure. Yeah. Maybe that you know you can't touch that yeah. person. All said and done. Correct. You want to hug, you can't hug the person. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. I agree yeah. with you. Yeah. I agree. The other yeah. aspect, Jiva, is that uh, a lot of companies are now encouraging their leaders to become good storytellers. Mm. I'd love to understand why do you think this is happening? See, because again, it's stress. Always meeting with goals and mm. meeting with this and meeting mm. with that. Mm. You know? So obviously, it is all just figures, figures, figures and stats, 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 you know. Mm. So a story is a good reliever. I always say, sometimes I do some workshops for these sales executives and I tell them, how many of you tell the story of your company, story of your product, as against the strength of the product or the durability of the product, blah, 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 blah. Instead of that, try telling the story to the customer. They'll say, whoa, so much has gone into it. Mm -hmm. I'll buy it at least for that, for the sake of that. It's a story that touches their heart again. But the other things are only head. How many people can even understand it? Mm. It's a very funny incident. I once went for a corporate uh, event. I do something called uh, Childhood Relive, which is a stress buster for these uh, IT companies. Mm -hmm. So I was sitting in the, in the drawing, I mean, in the dining, and I was having a snack. I was waiting for the meeting to start. And there was this huge mural with the story of the founder. Mm. So I read it and I, I just got it into my head quickly. Mm. And then, uh, I started off with that story. Funnily, people didn't know it was their own company story. Amazing. They didn't know it. Mm. So I said, then I said, really? They, they, they were shocked. I said, how did you know? Mm. I said, have you, have you ever seen the mural in your, in your mess? They said, no. I said, mm. go see. The mm. story is there. Mm. I didn't know until I came here. I sat here and I read it and I'm giving it to you. So they were like, oh, we never realized it. Mm. So they were fascinated by it. So obviously, when you and also storytelling is a very um, it's a, it's a bonding tool. Mm. It makes you feel that you know them for years. Mm. And what happens is you start developing a trust. That's where the leaders talk. You know, you know, oh, this person is is easy to communicate with this person. Mm. Just like do 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 do. I say, you know what happened? Same thing happened to me when I know that. But I was a trainee like you. Mm. You tell that story. It's here. Oh, he has also gone through us the same thing. So that is the power of storytelling. Absolutely. Stories are so powerful and stories can answer any issue. That is the power of story. With, power, mm. with storytelling, you can do anything. Correct. You can solve anything and everything. Well said. So I think, uh, well yeah. said. Great response. Thank you. Uh, Jiva, you also uh, uh, host or organize an international storytelling festival. That's right. Tell me a little bit about this festival and what goes into organizing it. It's very tough to organize, that's for sure. Imagine. So the thing is, we are a very uh, small organization. We're not very big. Mm. And we don't have sponsors. Mm. Okay. So this is our eighth year we are doing. We had a gap of two years. We didn't want to do it. Earlier, we started having it in one place where schools came. Then mm. schools said it's difficult for us to bring us, blah, blah, blah. Mm. So now what we do is we reach to schools. So we reach, we do to, we reach to about 10,000 to 12,000 children a year. Mm. It's between late August to September. We bring in about six to eight international tellers mm. and we have Indian tellers also to join them and we tell the stories. Mm. So basically we call schools and schools who are interested would give us. It's a lot of hard work putting it together. You know, we, 
because I basically bring tellers whom I've worked with, so I know what they're capable of. Hmm. Just because I know the Indian audience. Correct. Not that they, I doubt their ability. Many of hmm. them are very good. But can they be understood by the Indian audience? Can they, uh, you know, there's lots of things. No? It's just that because the accent is different. Hmm. Uh, their culture is different. So we have to sometimes warn them saying, you can't use these kind of stories here and things like that. Because hmm. there is a difference in culture. But I mainly bring them because I want children to listen to stories from their countries by the natives of that country. Hmm. There is a difference between me telling a Western story and the Westerner telling a Western story. Mm. You see, like this year, we are planning to bring a, a Aboriginal elder from uh, Australia. Okay. Uh, so she wants, just imagine that she's gone through all that and mm. her stories will be so much better than me telling, you know, uh, why the hyena does this, why, whatever it is. I mean, it's, it's there, it's there. And it was, it's very, uh, what shall I say? You don't understand the reverence behind these stories unless mm. they come and share it with you, with their chant and all that. It's 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 so good, you know. So I've managed to bring about almost 40, 45 tellers I've brought from overseas. Mm. And we keep it very cheap. It's just hundred rupees per child. Mm. And I'm not even sure if anybody gives it for that rate. <laughs> so which means we have to look at numbers. Mm. That's the only way we because you know we have to give them some honorarium, you know. Though we take care of their stay and thing, they have to come on their own. We can't afford to bring. So they come on their own. So we have to give them some pocket money for them to yeah. spend in India. Mm. So so all that, you know, with, with this is not only out of passion. That's not that we make any money at all. Yeah. Fascinating. So it's just that. Yeah. And we to... call it under the Alamaram because okay. we feel Alamaram is Banyan tree. So mm. we feel, feel that storytelling started under the Banyan tree. Mm. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Let me now move to your books. Uh, tell me a little bit about your books and what made you focus on stories for children? Frankly speaking, <laughs> I'm not an author at all. I'm not a writer at all. Mm. But I think very creatively. I, can, mm. I write very creatively. So what happened was, uh, like I said, 25 years ago, uh, I first became a translator, then an author. Mm -hmm. So it was Kathy's book, Priya's Day, and Radhika Menon, who runs Tulika. She's my uh, classmate. We grew up together. So I had an opportunity. So from teaching, I went to marketing. Don't mm. ask me why. That's another story for another day. Mm -hmm. so, so, so she said, Translate. I said, translate. Mm. My Tamil is not very strong. So then I just translated mm. colloquially. I did it. When I read it now, I know how badly I've done it. Mm. But it just started with that. And that book launch is what made me a professional storyteller. Mm. People walked up to me and said, Whoa, beautiful story. You are such a good storyteller. I said, What on earth is a storyteller? And then they mm. said, Quiet, just smile and say thank you. And the next day, half a page write up. I said, Hey, that's good. Mm. Been a teacher for 20 years, not a line of appreciation. You tell story and then you're on the paper, you know. <laughs> Yeah. that's what arts are for anyway yeah. so um, so it started like that and Radhika kept saying come on I see you, I'm sure you can write mm. she said you've written so much because she, she knows me from school days like mm. I used to do my script for stories I do plays in school and stuff like that so my father always used to tell me something about uh, uh, helping others mm. he would say if you, if you feel you want to help somebody help but mm. don't expect anything in return so that always stayed in my head still mm. stays in my head so based on that, I did my first story, Mali, mm. where this girl apparently is a very helpful child and her, her uncle's family is coming down and she has only one rupee. She doesn't know what to give them. Mm. So she gets gifts from everybody whom she has helped. So she collects mangoes, she collects flowers, she gets sweetened milk. She gets collects everything. End of the day, she has a basket full of goodies. Mm. So she gets it whenever she needs it. Is mm. what, it, you know, yeah. what goes around comes around. Yeah, That yeah. was it. 
children because like i told you i love children and mm-hmm. tolika basically does children's books so i went in for that This amazing amazing and they get all wacky books to translate <laughs> fantastic <laughs> fantastic and you know that just tells me the power of storytelling give me my last question to you and this is for the many many people who will listen to our conversation please share with me three lessons that you have learned about storytelling that you want our viewers and listeners to take away i get the same thing smell taste feel see <laughs> okay. it's just that that's it since stories have soul mm. let your telling be soulful mm. that's it that's that's Wonderful. it and it's from heart to heart absolutely and storytelling is from womb to tomb mm. so Mm, yeah. and on that note jiva and your amazing lessons of course you know smell taste feel see and hear and mm-hmm. stories are from womb to tomb what an amazing conversation i've had with you on storytelling you know i always you. have a lot of respect for storytellers and you have made even our conversation come alive you know whether you were telling me about the bees or whether you're telling me about the butterfly you know i could almost uh, Uh, you know visualize the butterfly going across the screen and <laughs> you know when you were talking about the rose i almost took a deep breath myself as you were telling <laughs> about the rose then you know that's really the power of how you can get your audience and in this case i was your audience to be able to to respond to you thank you so much for speaking to me thank about you. storytelling your books and yeah. for speaking to me. good luck and thank you so much for the opportunity thank, thank you very much thank my you. pleasure Thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience, and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search for the brand called You.